0: It's the Mainly Plants Podcast. My name is Ryan Furman. I'm a certified plant-based nutritionist and personal trainer. If you found the podcast and you've gotten this far, I'm assuming you know how to get to my website and my social media, so let's just jump over that. Um, If you missed the memo, I have created a YouTube channel and I'm starting to put content on there. All right, so if you haven't been there yet, um, you'd be doing me a huge favor and I never really solicit you guys for anything go to YouTube, search mainly plants. You'll see my, my um, channel should be the first thing that comes up. If you click on that, you'll get to my videos. Go ahead and subscribe to the channel, like the videos, watch the videos, comment on the videos. Uh, but the more viewers and more subscribers I get, the bigger the channel channel will be, the, the bigger my, my reach will be, and hopefully we can actually make something um, big with this. And really, you know, make waves and and uh, and further, you know, the vegan uh, mainly plants uh, cause. Now you'll see there's a little discrepancy. Uh, dis, I cannot think a little discrepancy between um, what I advocate for a whole food plant based diet and some of the videos. So, um, for instance, I started by doing this this um, these videos about vegan product reviews. So the first one I did was a uh, like a sweet chili sauce that was sent to me. The next thing I did was, the second episode, was the best vegan sliced cheese. I'm working on the third episode right now which is the best vegan meat alternatives. So those aren't necessarily whole food plant-based, right? But they are vegan. So, you know, take it with a grain of salt. I'm not 100% whole food plant-based. I do have cheat meals. Here and there, I will be doing plant, you know, whole food plant-based content, um, as well as some more humorous stuff. It's gonna be there's gonna be a lot of different things there. But just take it for what it is. Go ahead and again, go to YouTube, search mainly plants. Um, If you know how to listen to a podcast, and I'm assuming you do since you're listening to this, you'll know how to create a YouTube account. Just go ahead and and uh, subscribe. It'll help me out a ton. Okay, Um, so. I apologize again for lagging on the podcast lately. Um, Two weeks ago, I was actually out of town. And then last week, for the first time in 22 years, I got the flu. The last time I got the flu was the beef stew incident of 1997. Uh, That was a rough one. But this time, I woke up in the middle of the night Thursday night with a terrible fever Full body chills, achy, sore, and then I was out of commission for the next few days. Uh, well, I was out of commission Friday and Saturday. Uh, Sunday, yesterday, and today, uh, I actually feel pretty much back to normal. A little headache here and there, but it came on hard, it left hard. Um, it's, it was a weird one, man. I, I haven't had the flu in a long time. I forgot how much it sucks, despite how short it is. But what are you gonna do? Lots of sleep, lots of fluids uh, to combat those night sweats. But I digress. So uh, I apologize for not getting the podcast out last week. And even more of a bummer is I was slated to give a talk at the Phoenix Vegan Festival this past Saturday. And I was just too sick to do it. It would have been like somebody, you know, like it would have been watching somebody try to speak after getting shot with a tranquilizer dart. It just would have been good for anybody. So I decided what I'm going to do is give my little spiel on the podcast today. Now, the idea was to have it more interactive. I was going to have, you know, I was going to ask the crowd questions and, and have it more of a roundtable because I think that's more valuable than just me sitting there spouting stuff to, to people. But that didn't happen. So if this is something that strikes a chord with you, if this is something that intrigues you. Please reach out to me because I have kind of toyed with the idea of doing a webinar or an interactive group chat where we can all uh, exchange ideas. So if that is something that interests you, drop me a line, ryan at mainlyplants.com, or you can DM me on social media, or you can e- uh, go through the website, however you want to get a hold of me. But the, the idea for the talk, it was titled, or it is titled, relationships, romance, and restaurants, navigate. Actually, I got that backwards. Fuck, scratch that, reverse it. It was uh, navigating the non-vegan world as a vegan, relationships, romance, and restaurants. Um, So let's just kind of break it down, okay? So we all know that being whole food plant-based or vegan, it can be very difficult to navigate the world. And, you know, be it family or friends, it's difficult sometimes to be the odd person out, especially when it comes to relationships. And we're talking about not necessarily romantic, but just any kind of relationship you have, whether it be with family or friends. We might get judged. We might get teased, ridiculed, sometimes left out of certain things. Sometimes, you know, we aren't asked to go to certain events just because, you know, say it might be a barbecue and people think that just because we're vegan, we don't like going to barbecues it can be difficult. So how can we be comfortable in any given situation as that quote unquote token vegan? How can we maintain healthy relationships with loved ones without compromising our values or getting frustrated and still have that social life? Well, I've come up with a few things that at least have helped me. And I hope they help you if you were going through some of that stuff. And like I said, this is kind of where I would love for people to reach out and, and express if you have interest in kind of doing some sort of group chat, whether it be virtual or in real life. The first thing that you need to do, which and, and, first, and, and the, the greatest thing that's worked for me with the most success is to not take anything personally. You know, when, when, when somebody asks you why you're vegan or why you don't, um, eat any animal products, it's best to be as calm and succinct as possible. Your reasons for being vegan or whole food plant-based or whatever you want to consider yourselves are very, very complex. I know that for myself, when I originally you know, made the switch, it was for health reasons and then you get on the rabbit hole and it becomes about everything. It becomes about the health of the earth. It becomes about animal rights, uh, obviously my health, uh, my loved one's health. Um, you know being a voice for the voiceless being you know for the animals so like I said those reasons are complex and trying to explain them to somebody you know when they ask you why you're not going to be doing your feelings and your morals any justice so for instance you know when somebody asks me why am I not eating whatever the animal product is I'd say you know I'm vegan or I'm plant-based or you know because I you know I haven't had any products products in, in seven years if they keep prodding if they're still curious that's when you can stu- you know that, that's when you can kind of make your way down that rabbit hole that's when it's not just a surface level question I'll give you an example I was at um, thanksgiving ooh, two or three years ago and my brothers at that time girlfriend was sitting next to me. Sorry, I got that squeaky chair still. Um, She was sitting next to me, and she asked me why I wasn't eating the sweet potato pie. And I believe everything in it was vegan. They used vegan butter and everything, but there were melted marshmallows on top. And I said, well, because marshmallows aren't vegan. And she said, what do you mean marshmallows aren't vegan? Okay, so she prodded a little more. So I gave her a little more of an answer. I said, well, do you want me to... Ruin your meal now And kind of give you the truth About what's behind that And what what it's made of Or do you want me to let you Enjoy marshmallows one last time And she actually said No I want to know Um, Which is great Right I mean it's great that somebody Wants to know before they're eating What they're eating And I explained to her What gelatin is made out of It's all kind of the discards The bones, cartilage um, All the waste stuff Kind of just boiled down Into this goop um, and thus you have gelatin and she was grossed out, but I let her kind of Edge the conversation on So if you if somebody asks you why you're vegan and you say or why you're not eating something or why um, You know, you're not going to this event. And you say you're vegan and they say oh, okay, and that's it That's as much as they want to know if they ask you why you're vegan You can say you know well you know, because I I try to be as healthy as I can. I don't agree with with uh, the way they treat you know way we we treat animals and uh, you know the global implications. That's kind of succinct, right? But it still gives some information. And if they keep prodding, then you can keep going down the rabbit hole. So that's the first lesson. Um, don't take anything personally and kind of be succinct. The next one that I found that that works best for me is. Don't make yourself an inconvenience, right? And I don't mean that to say that veganism is an inconvenience. I mean don't make your choices an inconvenience for somebody else. So for example, um, if you're invited to a dinner party for at, at a friend's house, say it's, say it's Thanksgiving. And you say you're vegan, you can't d- then demand that they cook all their food vegan. And we'll kind of get into this into the restaurant section. I touch on this a little bit. But you can't demand that things are cooked vegan just for you, especially if you're the only vegan, which a lot of us are a lot of the time. Um, There are tricks you can do, like calling ahead and asking if there will be vegan options. Yes, fantastic. No, well, do you mind if I bring a dish or two? And I can't imagine why anybody would mind that you bring some vegan dishes, um, especially if you're going to be sharing them that way you know that you'll have some food to eat there and you're not an inconvenience so just stuff like that you don't want to put your choices on other people and yes i know that when people eat animal products they're putting their choices on animals i'm not getting into the ethics of that i'm talking about your choice of being vegan you can't make anybody else go vegan you can't make anybody else accommodate you and it goes beyond veganism right it goes into all aspects of life just carry that over into your choices um, So basically just plan ahead. Plan ahead, you'll be safe, you'll be happier um, that you did and you're not making yourself kind of an inconvenience and thus um, more more readily available for the butt of jokes. Which leads me into the third one. Take jokes in stride. Okay, Everybody has something to say about everything, whether it be veganism, um, your political affiliation, your sexual orientation, anything. Whatever choice you make, people are going to make fun of it right I mean we've all had we've all had jokes made at our at our expense no matter if we're vegan or not the, but the more calm you are about your reaction the more that the other person will be in terms of their action okay so you have to understand that a lot of times people make jokes or make snide comments or whatever you want to call it, because they're having their um their beliefs and their um traditions challenged, right? When you say, you know, you're vegan because of X, Y, and Z, and you inform somebody and it goes against what they've been taught, they're then being challenged. Not, you know, aggressively, but their morals are being challenged. And a lot of times people laugh lash out in the form of jokes because they don't understand it's a defense mechanism a lot of the times. So you can't take that personally. That's their expression of being uncomfortable at your expense. But you got to have thick skin. Now, there are obviously jokes and comments that sometimes we can't brush off. It's happened to me. It's happened to everybody. So what do you do then? You just calmly say to them, "Hey, you know, I I would appreciate if you know you didn't make fun of me for this or you didn't crack jokes because." X, Y, and Z. Because what goes on in slaughterhouses is very cruel, and it breaks my heart. And it's something that I take very seriously. And I'd appreciate if you didn't take make jokes about it. Anybody who respects your feelings, who who you know loves you, and is a friend to you, won't make the jokes anymore. If you lay it out calmly and clearly as to why you don't appreciate that. The ones who don't, the ones who keep joking, um, clearly don't really care about your preferences. And thus, I would recommend dropping them from your life. It can be hard, but it can be so freeing. I always say that one of the best things about being an adult is you don't have to be friends with anybody that you don't wanna be. When you're little, your mom arranges play dates for you. When you're little, your neighbors are automatically your friends because of proximity when you're an adult you don't have to be friends with people you don't want to be friends with it's the most liberating thing ever i can't tell you there's this one asshole who um was my good friend and and also my college roommates um best friend in high school and still is a good friend of his um but he is such a toxic person he is such just a little shit. oh i shouldn't say little he's quite fat but um, he will throw you under the bus uh, if it makes him look better, if it gets him ahead. He's not a true friend is what I'm saying. And a few years ago, I just cut him out. And it's, it was so liberating because, you know, I had this animosity t- towards him deep down inside for a long time. And, you know, I was like, fucking this guy, you know, I had this, this rage in me that I didn't like when he was around. I didn't like going to stuff where he was at. And then I just cut him out. And it's been fantastic ever since. Give it a try. If there's somebody that you don't want to be friends with and you're an adult, cut them out. It is so liberating. It's one of the best things I recommend you doing. Listen, get all the friends that you want to have and then break up with a few of them because it's so fun and fantastic feeling. Not to sound dark, okay? Um, Now, like I said, there are times when you're going to want to speak up. The best thing that you can do, that I've found helps, is leading by example. I can't tell you how many people have come around to eating more plant-based, not necessarily going vegan, not necessarily giving up 100% of animal, pro- animal uh, product foods or stop stopping buying leather shoes or whatever it is, but I can't tell you there's been dozens of people who have changed their habits because they've seen that I'm healthier, I'm happier, um, yeah, they listen to what I have to say. The best thing you can do is leading by example. And be patient. People aren't going to change overnight. The odds are that you didn't grow up vegan. The odds are that you used to eat animal products. The odds are that you didn't become vegan overnight. You know, you didn't learn about all these atrocities one day and then the next day give up everything and get rid of all your leather shoes and all that stuff. Not not saying you you should. I'm saying that it takes time. So you have to remember that just because now that your eyes are open to, to what they were once closed to, doesn't mean that everybody else's are. Um, a lot of people don't realize what's going on. So be patient. Find your opportunities to educate. Don't waste your time on people who clearly don't want to know. Those people who do express interest, who do ask questions, take those opportunities to educate. It will help a lot and they will thank you down the line. I can't express to you how gratifying it is having somebody contact you and be like, listen, you know, I have been eating mostly plant-based for the last six months and I feel so much better. Thank you for doing this. It's fantastic. And that's all well and good for people who, um, you know, don't know. But what about other vegans? And this is a problem that comes up a lot in the vegan community. There are, there are always people who will complain that you're not doing enough, you're not vegan enough. And to them, I say, fuck off. It's about progress, not perfection. It is impossible to live in, a, in an advanced society in an advanced civilization and be a perfect vegan unless you're living you know like those people on the island who threw spears and, and and killed that missionary a few months ago i think it was off the coast of africa somewhere over there um unless you're just living in nature you know not killing a fly or a mosquito for that matter you're not a perfect vegan it's about doing what you can the best that you can. It's about trying. It's about making an effort to constantly better yourself. So don't listen to the naysayers. Cut those people out. They're just, they're the type of people who are assholes and they'd be assholes no matter what category they fell into. No matter what they did, they'd be assholes. So that's kind of what I found helps in terms of interpersonal relationships on a non-romantic scale. But what about when it comes to romance? It's a big topic among vegans, especially vegan women, because I think that vegan women far outnumber vegan men, um, especially vegan straight men. Not knocking anything, but you know, it's a rarity that there's a, there, there aren't a lot of straight vegan men. There aren't a lot of vegan men, period. So first and foremost, what you need to do is be yourself and, and be honest to your values. What are you willing to accept in a partner? Does that person have to be vegan? Does that person, is it okay if that person's slowly transitioning to veganism? Is it okay if that person never wants to be vegan? And this is something that I struggled with a lot when I was dating is because, you know, like I said earlier, you can't make anybody change. But on the on the converse to that, if it's if if this person's intelligent, which I'd want them to be, if this person's compassionate, which I'd want them to be, and I present them with this evidence, how could they not turn vegan? And that was kind of that was kind of where I fell. Um I didn't mind if the person wasn't vegan as long as they were open to learning. Because I knew that if they were an intelligent, compassionate person, they would want to turn vegan. They would want to be vegan. And I had faith that if, if somebody didn't want to be vegan and just kind of closed their eyes to it, then they weren't a person who was intelligent and compassionate. Because once you see the evidence, it's impossible not to be. I think that most of you listeners would agree with me. So you have to you have to take some time and really think about what you're okay with, and then you need to set those expectations from the start with the other person. So let's say um, let's say you are not okay with the other person not being hundred percent vegan, and you go on a date and the person is very attractive and you guys get along. Um, But the person's not 100% vegan. They're 90% vegan. They have a cheeseburger once a month. And that's kind of where they fall. They're not going to change. They don't want to change. Um, If you are not okay with that as you set before you went on the date, you need to stick to that. You can't just change your values and change your morals and change what you're okay with and give leeway just because the date went well, the person's hot. You gotta think about what you really, really want. You need to make sure that you stick to what you thought out. That's why you need to take a lot of time to think out, think about it before you actually start going on those dates, right? Like I said, you can't expect anybody to change, and you have to be realistic. Not every date is perfect for a lot of reasons. Vegan or not, I went on a lot of dates, and I have some horror stories. I was raised Jewish. My my uh, grandparents my mom's side are Holocaust survivors. And I went on a date with this cute little blonde girl who halfway through the date, which the date was only about half an hour long, um, divulged to me that she believes that the uh, Holocaust was a, is a conspiracy and it never happened. I mean, come on. Does it get weirder than that? I, I mean, yeah, it does because I've had some very, very strange ones worse than that but I, I, I cannot share them on air because they're uh, very vulgar and disgusting. Um, not anything that I did, just what they had to say. Um, so it just goes back to the point that no ma- even if you weren't vegan, it takes a long time. And since you have this moral code, um, which obviously I think is great, but most of the world is not vegan. It's going to take even longer. But when it happens, it will be so much better. Um, you know, when I when I found my my current girlfriend uh, Amy a year a year and a quarter ago, a year and a third ago, ish, she wasn't vegan, but she was. Very interested in what I had to say. Made no jokes about it. Um, you know, and when she learned kind of why I went vegan and why I am vegan, she gave it a try and, and she's been vegan for almost the entire time that we've been dating. I don't think, I'm trying to think, I don't know that, that she's had anything non-vegan since we started dating. At least not around me. You know, maybe when she was, you know... At her house, she made. A, I think she maybe had some chicken and stuff, but for at least a year, she's been strict vegan. Won't even buy shoes that aren't that are leather, um, and that's because she learned. She's very compassionate. She's very caring. She has great morals. So people are out there. You just got to keep looking. Uh, and if somebody cares about you, they'll care about your values, and that's a great way to weed people out. I you know in my I was on Bumble for a long time, and in my Bumble profile. It said that I was uh, either plant-based or vegan or whatever. I can't remember what it said. And I went on a date with a girl who could not stop cracking jokes about me being vegan. It's like, listen, bitch. You knew going into it that I was vegan. If this is something that you had such a problem with, why are we on this date? Um, so that was... And she she had other issues as well. You know, she, she was not a peach herself, um, which I learned through talking to her on the short date. But... Um, you can pretty much tell off the bat if the person cares about other people's morals and values. You know, even a stranger. Even well, it's just strange to me that you go on a date with somebody and then poke fun at their values, whether you know them or not. So anyway, it's a good way to weed people out. And yeah, you're you know it's it takes time, but it's not a waste of time. A lot of people say you know I wasted so much time dating. It's not a waste of time. You're weeding people out. It takes time. You have to have some patience. Um, And then finally, restaurants. How do us vegans eat out? I've never had a problem in my seven years of being vegan. But there are things you can do to make sure that you don't have a problem. Um, It goes back to planning ahead. Right? We all have these devices in our pockets called smartphones. Or at least the internet at home. And you can pull up Yelp in thirty sec not even thirty seconds, five seconds, and find the menu of a restaurant that you're interested in going to. And you can see if they have any vegan options. Or even any options on the menu that should easily be made vegan. You know, if it's if it's uh, you know, say pasta with meatballs or or seafood, the odds are you can go and just get that stuff left out and just have some vegetables and pasta, for example. Um, But if you don't see anything on the menu, you can call ahead. Call the restaurant, hey, do you guys have any vegan options? Yes? Fantastic. No? Okay. Don't know? Okay. There are things you can do from that point on. but a lot of restaurants have standard vegan options that aren't even on the menu. For example, there is a restaurant here in Old Town called Citizen Public House. And I don't know if they changed it, but for the longest time, they had a standard vegan rotational season- seasonal option that was not on the menu. But if you went in there and say, I'll have your vegan option, it was a standard thing. It, I believe half the year it was like a roasted cauliflower head with a bunch of different vegetables on a bed of farro. Um, and then the other one was, I think, root vegetables with mushrooms and something else. Anyway, two awesome dishes at this pretty legit restaurant. Um, so all you have to do is ask. You can also ask your server when you go there. And, and this is kind of the, the meat and potatoes of it, uh, pun intended. I have never had to go hungry at a restaurant. Seven years. And granted, I live in a you know a decent sized city. The Phoenix metro area is a big area, um, and it's pretty vegan forward. You know, there's a lot of vegan options pretty much everywhere. I can't speak to it how it is in rural Idaho, but I can say that if you live in a decent sized city or even just a small city, as long as it's a city, um, you shouldn't have any problems. I've been all over the place. I've been to Hawaii, New York. LA, San Francisco, my hometown of, La- hometown of Lafayette, California, um, Jackson Hole, Wyoming, gosh, um, I've been to Boston, I've been to Charleston, I've been to all over Israel, never once found a restaurant that said, we can't make anything vegan for you. And the, I think a lot of the reason is because even if they don't have something on the menu, chefs like coming up with stuff on the fly. It breaks up the monotony of cooking the same shit that's on the menu over and over and over again. So if you say to the server, hey, I'm vegan. Can the chef just kind of whip something together for me? I don't like whatever vegetable, so leave that out. 100% of the time, for me at least, they've never had a problem doing it. It's all about speaking up. Speak out. It's fine. Veganism is the fastest growing movement on the planet in terms of at least diet. You know, I hope it's you know in terms of animal rights and all that other stuff, but at least as a diet, veganism is the fastest growing movement. So and restaurants know this, especially successful restaurants. They know what's happening in the industry. I'll give you an example. I went to um, Hawaii. I'm sure you've heard the podcast, and we ate at Chef Iron Chef Morimoto's restaurant in the hotel. There was nothing vegan on the menu, but the server came over and asked us if we had any dietary restrictions. And we told him that we were vegan. And he said, oh, you know, we just had a staff meeting about about um, about and, and uh, about a lot of things, but veganism came up. And I know we don't have anything vegan on the menu, but let me go back and talk to the chef. And two minutes later, he came back and said, we have XYZ different dishes um, that we can do for you that will be 100% vegan. We said, great, we'll take them all and it was a fantastic meal. I mean it was a it was a fantastic meal. It was great. And it was 100% vegan and nothing on the menu was vegan. And it's because people know what's trending. People know what where the money is, you know? And and not to say that veganism is about the money, but people aren't going to restaurant tours aren't going to miss out on a gigantic sect Of money. They're just not. Restaurants will find a way. I'll say it again and again and again. Seven years being vegan, never once had an issue at any restaurant. I went to a steakhouse for a bachelor party in January. A steakhouse. Literally nothing on the menu was vegan. It was all cuts of meat. Um, It was all cuts of meat. Even the vegetables were sauteed, like, you know, in pork fat and with bacon and all that other shit. And I said, hey, you know, I'm vegan. Is there a way that he can just give me a bunch of sautéed vegetables in olive oil? And he said, actually, you know what? We have a a vegan option that's not on the menu. And it was like this really cool-looking, fancy veggie stack that was really fucking good. Even my friends who were all chowing down on cuts of meat were like, holy shit, that actually looks really good. And it was. It was fantastic. Never had a problem. So all you need to do is call ahead – or and or research ahead of time or just speak up when you're at the restaurant it's so easy now that's great for restaurants but what about dinner parties i referenced thanksgiving before and i mentioned call ahead and ask if you can bring a dish that's great what if you're not a good cook eat beforehand eat beforehand you can still be social you can still go and talk to people have a drink um, I'm pretty sure that every single restaurant has at least a salad that you can have with olive oil and vinegar or house vinaigrette or whatever just to munch on. But eat, be- eat a meal before you go. I've done it before. It's not that big of a deal. Have a sandwich at home. Go to the dinner party. Go to Thanksgiving. Go to Friendsgiving. Whatever it is. Have a cocktail and schmooze it up. That way you're still social. You're still having your social life and your fun social activities and you don't need to worry about eating. There's so many ways that I just talked about to navigate this non-vegan world as a vegan in a way that makes it easy. And the more you practice it, the easier it becomes. It can be scary, right? It can be scary going to a restaurant and having to be that guy who has to say, hey, I'm vegan, is there anything? But no one cares is what I found out. No one cares. Your friends don't care if they're friends. If they're true friends, they don't give a shit. If your family, you know, cares about your values and your morals, they're not going to give a shit. No one cares what you put in your mouth as long as you aren't pushing it on other people. As long as you aren't making them feel guilty. Now, I'm not. What you shouldn't do is look up from your veggie stack at your friend across the table who's eating, you know, a tomahawk steak and say, "Enjoy the cancer." That's what you shouldn't do. Just mind your own business, and it's easy to navigate the world as a vegan. All right, my friends. I think I talked you your ear off enough this week. Um, 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 the YouTube podcasts. I haven't decided what I want to do about that yet. I put one up a couple of weeks ago, um, but it takes up a lot of space on my computer trying to edit that down and then upload it to YouTube. Um so I haven't decided if I'm going to put them all on YouTube. I think what I'm going to do is just put on the podcasts where I have guests um, because that is a little more interesting to actually watch and not just me in my office with headphones on talking at a Chrome microphone and a computer. Anyway, questions, comments, questions, comments concerns, email me, ryan at mainlyplants.com. And until next week... Go eat a salad.